One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My name is Michael. My name's Anthony. It's like about a he half an inch longer. Yeah. You still got to get those kegs. Come at me, yo, bitch. Good <laughs> show, everybody. Welcome to M&A's Excellent Adventures, where I'm Michael. And I'm Anthony. And we're going to tell you a story. That was really good, man. That was really good. Sound that pretty. We rehearsed the shit out of that. Yeah. Yeah. We rehearsed that so much. Just kidding. Just like on any improv show, <laughs> we improvised it because <laughs> we're legends. There is no no rehearsals. <laughs> There's no rehearsals. There's no script. Yubbish. It's all. Just freestyle. Scatty McFatty Patty right That's there. That's right. That's Travi. what they called me back in high school. <laughs> My counselor knows all about that. Speaking of Travis Scott, uh, Travis Scott's uh, McDonald's deal, did you hear that BTS is having a McDonald's deal going on? <laughs> no. What a segue. It is a segue. No, I well, said Travis McFatty Patty because oh. like, that's what people called it. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Travis Scott burger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know what it was Patty. called. But um, then uh, BTS is having their uh, bacon, tomato, and sex burger coming out. Is That's that? BTS is, oh, I thought it was with. big time slush. <laughs> you know, it's all big time. That's really good. That was a really good one. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> it took I was, me a second there. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I was up all night thinking about that one. Like, I, I wrote down a few different... Speaking of uh, failed jokes, I have to tell you about, um, I haven't told you yet. Okay. So I do sales consultations at Harmon Entertainment here. Be- okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, well, I'll, th- I'll throw different jokes in there, different things like that. Um, just, you know, because I'm that kind of guy, I guess. Yeah. But I thought of a joke the other day, and so I figured I'd try it out on a couple, and it it bombed so bad. Let me know. <laughs> tell me what that joke was. Okay. So uh, we get to a point where we talk about um, the different things that we offer, and one of them is the free dance lessons. Yes. And so while I'm telling them about the free dance lessons, there's a picture of Dave, uh, our boss, on the dance floor. Uh, He's crushing it. In crushing it, leading the charge He's with, always a, with a, a big group of people there. So they're all dancing. So, <laughs> so, so what I had said was... Um, yeah, and if you look at the picture here, you can see Dave Harmon, our boss, just leading the charge out on the dance floor there. And if you look really closely, you can see that they're on a hardwood floor because Dave has already cut all of the rug away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny joke. And they didn't laugh? They gave they me the most, like, pitiful, like, oh, buddy, laugh. What the? And, and That's funny as fuck. <laughs> so they were really cool. That's so funny. They, they booked me, so it worked I'm so, out. I'm so angry because <laughs> that's so funny, and people don't know. People don't understand how funny that stuff is. I, like people go like puns aren't funny. It's like no, you're just dumb. It, it maybe that my, is hilarious. Maybe my delivery wasn't as good because while I was saying it, it in me was like. Stop. Wait a minute. This. Did you, wait a minute. Did you not pause for applause? No, I did. You and, did. And it, you have to but have it was silence. more just like, like awkward like, silence. Dave already cut the rug back there, and then you just wait. And then I was. And then I got no, like, no, no, no. You gotta keep waiting. 
and then you go, huh? And then they go, oh, huh. yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, and that's and a genuine, yeah. That's how you get it out of them. <laughs> no, and then I, uh, <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> um, and then I kept going a little bit, and then I had to go back to it, and I was like, I, and like explained to them that I'd thought of the joke and I wanted to try it out. And I was like, I won't be trying that one out again. I, t- I tell people all the time during my consultations, I go, so yeah, um, you folks are uh, my guinea pig. So if I ever tell a joke and it just doesn't land, I will never, I will never use that joke ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I tell my coworkers that too at, uh, at Roadhouse and yeah, uh, yeah, I'll just think of funny one-liners and I'll say it to somebody and if they actually like bust out laughing, I go like, sweet, I'm going to use that like as a casual tossing line, right? But then sometimes you get people who are like, <laughs> you're so funny, Anthony. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to go fuck myself now. <laughs> I, I but do. I, tell, I warn them. I go like, hey, I do, this is just me testing out to see if I should say this joke to a table. Clearly that one didn't work. Right. I, yeah. I, uh, I do that at the movie theater all the time with c- the customers that come in. I pitch my pod premises to them. Do you? And, and they're just like. What are you talking about? So then I just preface how the entire podcast works. And they're like, I don't really listen to podcasts, but um, could I just get um, my tickets to this? And I'm just like, they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm 10 minutes late for my. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd I'd really love to give you those tickets. But um, the price of admission is, um, you know. 538 per ticket and some feedback and some feedback. So. I'd love for you to go to you. You're really missing it here. So if you just want to, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think people realize how much testing I do to them. Whenever I say like a silly line and people just go like, oh, that was a joke. I'm always like, okay, well, I can rephrase that. And later people will be like, that's hilarious. And I'll be like, yeah, it's because I worked on like three other people for that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Then he's just sitting there like, he tells somebody a joke and they're like, uh, I don't know. And I just imagine you, like, going in the back, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you, like, bring out your notebook and, like, scratch off stuff. That's and, like, kind of... Scribble basically, I go, how can I phrase this differently <laughs> so it lands better? And usually it works all right. But there was one time where uh, I test... This is one of the... An example of me testing out uh, a joke for a table before I actually said the joke to the table. And we were all just jabbering or whatever at the table. And I found out there were, like, something about going to, like go gambling is their kid's 18th birthday they're going mm-hmm. to like a, a casino or something and um i was thinking i was like oh if they're going gambling you know poker whatever right and so whenever i hand the the ticket off to to the table i'm always like all right you folks ready to call it you know like you ready to call it tonight and usually they're like oh yeah yeah we're ready to call it and so i was thinking i was like when i come back i'm gonna say and i fold because i'm gonna fold the ticket in front of them so I practice that on my coworker, and she goes, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I was like, "Amber, like poker." And she so goes, funny. "She goes, I don't play poker." So I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe Amber's just you know spacing out." That's really funny. So, so then I go over to another person, I'm like, "Hey, Lexi, all right, uh, you know how you say you're ready to call it to a table?" She goes, uh, "I guess." And then I go, "Well, I fold, and I fold the paper in front of her," and she goes. What? <laughs> it was another. It was another blank. <laughs> what? And so I just went. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna scrap this one. I'm just never gonna tell anybody that joke. You folks listening at home right now are the first people to hear that jokes outside of the I, Roadhouse kitchen. <laughs> I want you to do that really bad, and I want you to want me to report back on what st- they say. <laughs> yes. I can guarantee if I did it to, to another table, they look at me and just say. What? All of <laughs> you know, everybody at the same time just goes, what? All of us have to hold him accountable. Spam oh, no. the shit out of Anthony's oh, social media. I'm telling you, that's exactly how they're going to respond. And uh, if we ever do a video bit where I make that joke, I want everybody in the video bit to just blankly look at the camera and say, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what are you saying? What yeah. do you mean? Um, you should show up to Anthony's house and tell him that. His address is at... Um, let me let me find your address here quick. Oh, please, <laughs> please don't dox me, dude. Anyways, I believe we have a story for you tonight. We do. I or at do. least I hope Michael has a story for us. Anthony, what are your greatest fears? 
Oh, that's a great question. Um, eating unhealthy, spending lots of money, gel tip pens. Well, have I got the gel tip pens? Yeah, it's it's like a deep-seated fear of mine, but uh, it sounded like you had something to help me out with my other fears. I do. Let me tell you about the Light's Nutrition, where Jane and Aaron can make some delicious and healthy meal replacement shakes that won't break the bank. You are afraid of pens. That sounds amazing. Uh, what else do they have? Glad you asked. The Light's Nutrition also has some very tasty, energized teas that will give you a great energy boost, lighten the mood, and allow you to focus like a superhero dude. And you won't have to worry about that god-awful crash in the afternoon. Why gel tips? Like, what about gel tips is scary to you? I'd really prefer not to discuss that, you know, like right this second. If you follow M&A's Excellent Adventures and The Light's Nutrition on social media, you will receive a free premium upgrade on your first order. After following, where do I go? The Light's Nutrition is located at 3150 Cheyenne Street in West Fargo, North Dakota. Head on over and you just might see me there. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Tell me a story. Well, at least I hope Michael has a story for us or for me. <laughs> oh, I do, Anthony. Or, <sighs> or should I call you Mr. P? Mr. P? Because you're now. Uh, <laughs> the, Mr. Sorry. Peabody? Everyone's face, the face Anthony gave me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we need to start video recording this. I know. Video podcast. I got a camcorder. Um,. Anthony, you're now a high school teacher. No. Teaching an acting class. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm Mr. P. <laughs> you're mi- we can't oh, ju- no. Not that Mr. Not Mr. P. P. Oh, never. <laughs> Mr. Peralta. Okay. Because, no, I, I would never make our- you that Mr. P. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this or else he'll be all like, what's wrong with me? I'm I, Mr. P. Hit me up. Mr. P, I'll tell you what's wrong with you. <laughs> no, we need all the we need all the people we can get to listen to our show. Um, so it's been a long year. Yeah. But coming up on the finals here. Yeah, and, semester's uh, coming to a close. And their finals happen to involve Shakespeare. Shakespeare. So, you know, you're uh, to pee in, or not to pee. <laughs> that is the question. So you're teaching your students. Mr. P, um, a little bit about Shakespeare to get him ready for their final. Tell me a story. So I walk into what level of uh, theater am I teaching? Am I a teacher or, or am I a professor? High school, high school, high school. Teacher. Okay, yeah. high school. So, so they're still kind of shitty. Well, so I'm assuming this is an elective class. So this is, can range from. 18 or, or uh, 14 to 18 year olds I'm assuming freshman to senior level so mm-hmm. let's just assume we have a nice mix of everybody here so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce myself as if I had a whole room of diverse young formative individuals all right right, on. right. I walk into the classroom to pee or not to pee I am Mr. P and today we're gonna be learning about Shakespeare everybody for your final. You get a couple chuckles in the back, and then one kid stands up. Boo! Get off the stage! (laughs) That's it, Daniel! You're going to be my first test subject. Come up here, Daniel! We're going to show you the beautiful world of Shakespeare, everybody, for your final. (laughs) Hey, Mr. P, I got a spear for you to shake. Daniel. All right, I'm coming up. I'm coming up. All right, Daniel, you've always been my favorite, but uh, <laughs> you know, there's a reason you've always been casted third dancer from the left. <laughs> it's because uh, of your comedic he, timing. He yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yup. Right, right, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Jordan. Nah, you scamp. <laughs> Jordan, you're coming up here after this one. All right, Daniel. Oh, no. So, uh, tell me, and the whole class, the first thing you know about Shakespeare. Um, uh, I know he's an old guy. Hey, did uh, was he in your graduating class, Mr. P? <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. Oh, you really got me there. What is he doing? Oh, Golly. Oh, Daniel. Daniel, you're funny. <laughs> so, yeah, so pretty close. I'm only a couple years younger than Shakespeare himself. Uh, but I think it would be really fun if we did a little uh, Shakespeare sesh. So everybody, pull out your textbooks, and we're going to be reading Romeo and Juliet. We uh, need a Juliet in this class. Juliet? Uh, um, I'll do it. Sydney, you're way too shy. No, we need Juliet. I'll do it. Me, Chestern. Chestern. And I would love to play the role of Juliet. All right. Uh, thanks, Chestern. This is the first time I've ever heard you talk in class, so I'm really surprised you want to be Juliet. But uh, I've yeah, found yeah, my I, moment. You know, it's 2021. We can do whatever we want. Uh, Juliet, come up here. I will. <clears throat> Hello. Romeo. Oh. <laughs> Are we not? St- I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. A you jumped the bit gun here, here a little I'm bit. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, let's start from scene four. We like to go out of order here. Okay. Um, Daniel, I neglected to tell you that you're not going to be playing Romeo here. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, you are going to be playing. Uh, you're going to be playing a shrub. You're going to be in your element. You're going to be the shrub that Romeo hides behind, okay? Well, you know I'm all about those greens, Mr. P. Oh, <laughs> Daniel, you got me again. Yay! All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, now, shrubs don't talk. Be quiet. Oh, my Juliet, is that you? Why, it is me in all my youthful glory. Wow, that's incredible. I don't know. I haven't read the book. I don't know how the story goes. Uh, hey, Mr. P. Hey, Shrub, what? What? Um, so is it cool that, like, I know I am a shrub, but could I find a shrub? <laughs> uh, Daddy's got a tinkle. <laughs> Shrubs don't talk. Thanks, Daniel. Uh,. You know what? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, 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 pee. All right, uh, Sydney, you're the new shrub. Oh, <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Sydney, Do, uh, what's my line? <laughs> Say I'm a shrub. Oh, uh, I'm I'm a bush or shrub. Fuck. Okay, uh, that was really good. Oh. I want your I want more gusto from you, Sydney. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> now everybody. Everybody in the class, look closely at Sydney's mannerisms. Uh, Take a look at how meek and quiet she looks. Is it? All right. That's exactly how I want a shrub to be. Because you want to be so much of a shrub that you are embedded in the scene. You're not drawing too much attention, but you're not not there. Right. Um, so No, I'm not talking to you, Sydney. Uh, so everybody, take a look here, okay? All right. Thank you. All right, Sydney, oh, what were you going to say? Uh, um, I was going um. No, never mind. Okay, thank you very much, Cindy. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that. Okay, Chester from uh, from what's up, Beastie Boy? <laughs> this is the uh, the revised version of Romeo and Juliet. <clears throat> what's up, Beastie Boy? Oh my Juliet! I almost didn't see you behind this shrub, and then I push the shrub to the side, and Sydney just hits the hits the <laughs> counter. Oh, <laughs> everybody! Don't worry, she'll be fine. Everybody is surprised, and then they all just start taking notes <laughs> in their notebooks. See, and now I must bestow upon you, Juliet, a kiss on. Uh. And then I just look, and it's really awkward in the room. <laughs> uh, the doors bust open again. Hey, the shrub is back. Okay, from go- oh, thank God, thank God. Trees, that was gonna get really bud. weird, dude. Okay, okay, cool. Um, What's going on, Mister P? Hey, Daniel, you got more kiss. like Mister Ass. Daniel, we're trying to get a really nice scene here. You know what? I think you should play Romeo now. Uh, so step all the way to the front here. I always knew I I'm was gonna a Romeo to type. I'm gonna take it to the back. And I just want to see how this looks. Okay, so Sydney, uh, get back to your places. And Sydney's just unresponsive. Is Sydney? she? 
I mean, I guess if she's a shrub, you've uh, been promoted. All <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, she'll be fine. She'll yeah. Be fine. Uh, Sydney, just do what you're doing. Um, anybody else want to play shrub while Sydney's taking it out? Anyone? I'll do it. Oh, uh, Samuel. Yes. Wow. Uh, I I was not expecting that from you. You realize you have a line, Samuel, when you when you go up to be a shrub. Are you sure you're prepared for that? I've been preparing for this role for all my life. Okay, you're 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 hired. Cool. So everybody, this is the kind of dedication you want. From an actor, okay? So, up to the front. Samuel, take your place. I am... Nope, not yet, not yet. Okay, Romeo, say your line. Um, what's good, fam? Okay, now shrub. I am a shrub. Shrub. Nicely done, Samuel. Okay, and uh, Juliet. <clears throat> Look here, Romeo. Are we finna smash or nah? And Romeo? I'm all about smashing if it's in regards to pumpkins on Mr. P's porch. And now Romeo <laughs> going for the smush. Smush Juliet. Just just rub your face into her face. It's just a deep, passionate kiss. <laughs> wow. 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 Waterworks. Waterworks here, everybody. Look at me. And I'm just sobbing. That was excellent work, Samuel. You stole the show, man. Like, unbelievable. Cindy, you can go back to your seat. <laughs> she doesn't she, she, She's still just knocked out. <laughs> Cindy, all right. You're really cramped in my style here. So, everybody... I think we could learn a lot from what we just saw. So anybody, anybody at all want to respond and say what they've learned from that um, I'll say that maybe I learned something, Mr. P. What did you learn, Daniel? So what I learned is that I can fool you because even though you said that was a good performance, my mind wasn't in the play I was thinking of you, you loser. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah, I got you. Are you suggesting you were thinking of me when you were making out with Juliet? No. Is this going to go on r slash suddenly gay? <laughs> That's... N- what? Um. Look, 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 Daniel. <clears throat> uh, whatever your infatuation is going on here let's we don't need to dive any further into it i'm getting uncomfy i am severely offended by this yeah i thought i was a pleasant kisser you know you look fine you look fine up there julia thank you i want to be juliet Uh, and romeo maybe maybe during summer school you can be I'm pretty sure you're still registered for my class, Samuel, for summer school. You're the only one, so you can play whatever yes. role you want. Uh, um, oh, uh, what did I miss here? <clears throat> Is oh, Cindy. Cindy starts to get up. How are you doing? How are you doing, buddy? Um, I, I don't know. My head kind of hurts. Yeah? What's yeah, it's, um, what happened? Oh, um, we don't need to really go into that, but do you feel okay? Yeah, actually, I, um, I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really good, wow. actually. Wow, yeah. Cindy, <clears throat> I'm so happy for you. And, um, now that I'm feeling this way, I gotta say, Daniel, you're a real dick. <laughs> Whoa! I'm a Cindy. dick where it counts. Sydney, how could how could how could you do that, Sydney? He's a he constantly He's belittles a, our class. He is. He belittling. doesn't care about acting. But he, uh, I care about one thing, and that's not acting. That's assing. 
Hey, Daniel. See, Sydney, Daniel is everything I wanted to be in high school and more, and I'm not going to let this up, okay? So I'm going to have to ask that if you're going to insult Daniel, at least do it in a silly voice. I don't... Why would... Uh, um, okay. Uh, uh, Dan... Daniel, you... Fuck. Sydney, that was so cool. I cannot believe yeah. you've gotten so much cooler ever since I gave you a concussion. That's incredible. Um, what the hell are you talking about, Mr. P? That was not cool. That was so... That wasn't cool at all, Cindy. What are you... Daniel, uh, Daniel, what, your what, time what, to shine what, is, it has been out... It's always my time Cindy. to shine. <clears throat> it's always my time. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you during during our finals when we're all on there on stage doing our scenes. I'm going to show you whose time to shine it is, Bing, Mr. Ass. Bing. Well, uh, that seems to be class, everybody. So on a very menacing note, I hope you study really hard, and we'll see you tomorrow for your finals. So then we... Cut to the next day. Everyone starts rushing out of the class. Or everybody's yeah. rushing out of the class. And then we cut there. to the next day. And we cut to the next day. And Daniel, or everybody's practicing their lines. Everybody's rehearsing. But Daniel seems to just be plodding behind the curtains, waiting for his moment. All right. Uh, Sydney, we have uh, Chess. I'm still not sure what your name is. Um, but then we also have Samuel, we have Gary, Larry, Barry, uh, Mary, and Geraldo, and, oh, Julia, you made it, okay, cool, um, where is Daniel? Daniel? Alright, well, I bet he'll probably be joining us in a little bit. Uh, okay, let's just take a look at this final here, um... So we're gonna be going. Um, over. I'd like to go first, if I may. Oh, Sydney! Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I'm doing a duet scene here with Chestern. Okay. Uh, is it the the Romeo and Juliet duet scene? Yes. Romeo and duet Liet. Yes. Jewel duet. <laughs> Jewel duet. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. That was very, very oh. good. Oh, thank you, Sydney. You're so sweet. I can't believe I didn't realize how cool you were until you got a concussion. <clears throat> like, that's well, great. That's how it goes. And Chester. Yes, I will be playing. I will be revising my role as the lovely Juliet. Okay, and then who will be Shrub? I was hoping Daniel would, but since he's not here in attendance... Uh, and then Daniel bursts through the curtains. <laughs> it is I, Daniel. Oh, Daniel. <laughs> oh, Mr. You P. To show up. I bet you weren't expecting Mr. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, oh. Daniel, I, I do have to say this uh, this new personality is a good look on you. You you seem really enthused about uh, doing classical theater. So. Oh, I'm enthused about something, all right. Well, that's good. It's good <clears throat> to have some sort of aspiration, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do the scene. Okay. All um, right. Well, okay. Uh, Shrub, you know your place. Juliet, get all the way to the top. And then Romeo... Yes. Yes, uh, Romeo, let's uh, just put you over here. Yes. All right, cool. Uh, <clears throat> Romeo, could you do me a favor? Yes. Since you're in, like, like in the air of being super cool and stuff, wear these sunglasses, and here's a fedora, and I'm just going to give you a little uh, beard for, for, for Romeo. Oh, thank you. Uh, and then the beard happens to be like a total chin strap, <laughs> and it just attaches to, to her ears. Okay, perfect, perfect, right there. Okay, <clears throat> awesome. Uh... Cool. So I'm going to make a quick uh, adjustment. Since Shakespeare's dead, I can change this however I want. Oh, of course. Uh, That's how it works. So, yeah, you got to do the cool thing, which is say, my lady, when, oh. when you're referring to Juliet. Oh, yes. Yeah, so that people know you're cool, <clears throat> you know, like Romeo. I'll throw that in there wherever it feels natural. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Shrub, you do your thing. Juliet, you do your thing. Uh, and yes. take it from the top. <clears throat> Juliet, Juliet, you looking fine, m'lady. Okay, okay, looking all right so far. Romeo, wherefore art 
that ass, Romeo. Mm. That is exactly how looking, it goes in the script. Looking, looking for a thick-ass boy. Oh, okay. Mm. It is I, milady. Oh, chills. Chills right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm here with my thick boy. At- I am a shrub. Okay, uh, pause, please. Um, Daniel, that was well done, but you kind of took me out of the scene a little bit. Uh, can I get a little more mystic, like like mysticality from you, please, oh, when, you, when you say that? I'll show you mysticality. Okay. You thanks. want something a little myth- myth- mythological here? Uh, something yes, out of world? Something a little fantasy? Uh, something yes, you couldn't ever believe? Of course, yes. All right. Sounds good. All right, All right. so... Uh, Take it from that ass, Julia. Thank or er, Julia. <clears throat> thank you. <clears throat> Looking for a thick ass boy. It is I, milady. Oh, chills. Here with that thick boy <laughs> ass that you've been looking for. So I am Mister P's lost virginity. Because he wanted something that no one could believe. <laughs> yeah. In that time, Daniel didn't realize that there was now like an audience of grandparents who came to watch the show <laughs> because he's hiding in the shrub costume and they all look appalled. <laughs> oh. Well. Um. So, ladies and gentlemen of uh, of the crowd, uh, this is a good learning experience for the you know, strong character choices that people can make in character. A shrub could sometimes be a shrub, or sometimes it could make negative remarks about my virginity. And let me tell you, uh, grandparents out in the audience, uh, my virginity is gone. I'm pretty sure (laughs) one of you probably took it. (laughs) Gasp. (laughs) (laughs) What if you could have taken it? I don't know, she was 70. Who, me? Who, me? Who, me? Yeah, you. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't be. Mr. P's PP is promptly peened. Okay? So, I just want you to know that I have nothing to defend but this scene. Okay? So, take it from the top. Try this again, shrub. Remember, this is for your final grade, and we have an audience here. So, please. Romeo, Romeo, where art that thick ass? Give me that thick ass boy, Romeo. It is I, milady. Your thick ass. So good. Your thick, thick boy ass, milady. Romeo, milady. Well. God damn. I am a shrub, Ben. Carry on. Um, sorry. <clears throat> um, Romeo, god damn, you be looking fine today. <clears throat> you be looking very thick, Romeo. Why, thank you, milady. Um... Let me adjust my fedora just so as I tip it towards you, milady. And as she tips her fedora, a bucket of pig's blood splashes all over cool Sydney's fedora. And Daniel is laughing his ass off. <laughs> that was his big plot. you i got you cindy <laughs> but you see this that's for you mr p you old bitch the room is silent daniel what the fuck dude what the fuck bro cindy was so much cooler and now you really dulled her up with this pig's blood bro what well I'm- cindy's just shaking in her boots right there <laughs> Um, I don't know. Sydney, Sydney, please, please. Just 
just go. Just go wash yourself off. I don't even know what to say about this right now. But just go, Sydney. Sound mad at her. Just go, Sydney. <laughs> I'm not mad at her. Okay. I'm mad at the problem. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm mad at the situation. This isn't directed at anybody specifically, Daniel. <laughs> it's not directed at anybody specifically. I'm just mad at the situation. Sydney, what are you still doing here? Get out of here. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Cindy runs off. She's just so upset. <laughs> well, how do you feel, Mr. P? I think I've got the upper hand on this one. Daniel, I need you to ask yourself a question. And then the room goes dark and there's a spotlight on me. <laughs> to be or not to be? That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer slings and arrows... Or whatever the rest of the speech is. You must know, was it worth it? And if so, would you do it again? And if so, should you do it again? I believe from a terrible tragedy that we saw, someone got hurt in the middle of a war. In the middle of a battle between you and I, very similar to the war that Julius Caesar suffered and someone got hurt that shouldn't have gotten hurt, very similar to Othello's wife who got hurt by him. There seems to be much ado about nothing here. <laughs> and this certainly is not a Midsummer Night's Dream, but as you like it, we must not suffer a twelfth night of this chaos, Daniel. And scene. All right, all right. What'd you guys think? What'd you guys think of this? Wasn't this great? And then there's an uproarious applause <laughs> from the grandparents. They just cannot believe I listed off several Shakespearean. The entire crowd gives one collective, damn, Daniel. But that wasn't Daniel's. <laughs> and they throw flowers at Daniel Daniel's. on the stage. No, please, Daniel's I need bowing. this validation. Everybody, please look at me. Daniel's kissing out to the audience. Sydney comes back in. She's all washed up. She's but all she, washed up and she's she applauding gives him a me. hug. And, yeah, she's, yeah, she's applauding you. She's applauding me. And then I'm like, get out of here, Sydney. Yeah. And then she goes to hug <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Chester and it rips his shirt off and he's just like, Marry me, Daniel. Marry me and have my children. And Mr. P is just sitting there sad because the whole class and the whole audience and everybody's in love with Daniel. And I've been bamboozled by the kid. And scene. That's such a sad way to (laughs) (laughs) Michael, every time I call you, you sound bored. And, like, you're looking for something to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just that, um, you know, it's been a rough year. and uh, Well, I have something to tell you. Century 10 Cinema in Fargo is open for business every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Tuesday. Oh, really? Oh, uh, that's cool. Um, you know, it's been, been pretty hard being at home every day. I just, I miss going and out. And Tuesdays? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Every Tuesday, all tickets are five Dollars, and they have loads of concession specials for rewards members. Are you a rewards member, Michael? I am, actually. Um, I haven't been able to use it for a while, but, uh, you know, I'll be really glad to use it again. It's so convenient, and uh, it's free. It's and, free uh, and easy to sign up and allows you an opportunity to earn some cash back from your trips to the movies. Yeah, there, there's literally no catch, just benefits. And like, there's no need to worry about safety. As Century 10 has made sure to follow all safety precautions so you don't have to by implementing masks, social distancing, and frequent cleaning. Another way to avoid crowds and lines is you can order your tickets and concessions online through the Marcus Theater app, making the movie experience even more quick, safe, and easy. That sounds really nice. You know, I'll have to check out their show. And they are located at 39. 31 9th Avenue Southwest in Fargo, right next to the Paradiso. Book your tickets and watch a movie in one of their sweet, sweet dream loungers. Pretty cool. Pretty cool.
don't know, thinking about Mr. P, like, just super bummed out as this audience really is going funny. nuts behind him. That's pretty funny. That was really good. I imagined Mr. P being on, like, a balcony or something. I, that, that's where I imagined him. Unless maybe you specified earlier, but that, I imagined him being, like, you know, up in a balcony. You know, that's a good place to, to imagine him. I imagined him walking up and down the aisles, like directors oh, typically do. Oh, yeah. Like, right up in front of the, the apron of the stage. Oh, okay. But up in the balcony, that could be an idea. Because then the spotlight I, hits you over there. I guess there, we'll just have to I film. Imagined. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have, have to film, film this, this one. Yeah, and, and see what what looks best. I really want to start filming these. These would be so fun to watch. I know. <laughs> I really like, want to. The production to. value would be so ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I want to get hooked up with somebody who can do like animation. Um, God, animation's so difficult. That'd be yeah. cool. That'd be cool to do like snippets. But to see if you, yeah, it would be really, really rad. Yeah. Um, awesome, awesome, man. Well, that was a good scene. We we managed to I had a bit of a different ending in mind, but I oh, think no. I like I, I think I like the way we ended it better than how I intended it. How was it supposed to end? It was gonna end with like a really cheesy sitcom ending with you like taking me aside and teaching me like a valuable life lesson. In, oh like, a boy meets world type That's of That's really funny. I was um, not thinking that. But at all. I kinda like the way you did it better. So Damn. Good good one. Good on you, Mr. P. Oh, thank you very much. Um so what uh what what inspired you to to bring that character to life? To bring Mr. P to life? Yeah, what what inside of you I is pictured, Mr. P. I pictured all the most annoying qualities of a high school teacher and theater directors I've had in the past. And I just mush it in one one guy who thought one or two students were really cool, and the rest of them were annoying. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, I think there's just, there was some subtle microaggressions going oh, yeah. on from there. Um, that's really funny. There yeah. was a, the, when you are saying, I'm not mad at anyone in particular, I'm, I'm mad, mad at, at the, the situation. situation. I, we've I was, heard that. Oh my God, We've heard that a million times in the theater department. crying. <laughs> I'm, you said I'm that. not mad at anyone in particular. I'm mad at the situation. You at should. somebody in particular. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, entitled to nothing. Uh, yeah, you weren't even there for that <laughs> I wasn't entitled there for to that nothing speech. speech. I was there. I was there. I remember. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I just remembered all of the annoying microaggressions directors would have. Oh, my gosh. Towards yeah. people. That were not as subtle as they thought they were. Yeah. There's this one time uh, this director was doing a show with Fargo. Mm-hmm. And my sister was telling me um, about how she was on stage. And they were, like, doing final, like, lighting scenes before opening night. Mm-hmm. And um, the director, I won't say their name, mm-hmm. but the director didn't like this one girl. And she was, like, kind of off in the back. And then, like, for a dance scene or whatever. And then he was like... All right, uh, I'm going to make up a random name. He's like, all right, Andrea, uh, go a little more to the right. A little more to the right. All right, a little bit more to the right. And she's like, uh, but if I'm over here, I'm kind of blocked off uh, by, by this prop dumpster. Like, I'm kind of behind it. He goes, no, 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 you're not. All right, uh, a little bit more. A little, little bit more. And then she's like right behind the prop dumpster. And then he goes, all right, so stay right over there and just do your thing. And she goes, but nobody can see me. He goes, well, figure it out. <laughs> oh, my God. But can you, but, but like, it's just, yeah, what a diva. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> just shove him in the back corner and they call him out on it and he goes, I don't know, figure it out. That's your problem now. Like, I don't know yeah. what to do. He's a bad guy. Well. To me, I. I <laughs> they are. They're a bad person. We they, don't know if they're a boy or girl. That's true. <laughs> that's very true not in like they're a weird a way we're trying yeah, to I don't keep know it anonymous yeah I don't know we might not even be talking about the same person here I don't know um, she could have been a bitch that's right she could have been a bitch or he could have been a bitch we <laughs> he, don't know he very well could have been a bitch as well uh, depending um, on who we're talking about but well, depending on who we're talking about well, I don't know I don't. I like both I or I like all of my directors and I respect them a lot but mm. damn there have been many times where I'm like you fucker I like some of my directors, and I respect some of them. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know your history. <laughs> yeah. um, out at Fort Taunton Little Theater, 
they were this shit out there. You've only been in part of like two different theater groups, and now we know who the other director is. <laughs> if they look back I, at your high school, I was <laughs> in I was in middle school theater, but I don't remember any of the names of the directors or any of the people involved, so I don't really count those. I remember not being uh, uh, casted for one of my middle school shows, and I was really sad. And I didn't do theater in middle school after that. I remember getting ensemble casted for a show that I hated. Yeah. Uh, so I went to half a rehearsal, lied to leave early, and then never, just never went back. I have the exact opposite experience. Uh, my mother really wanted me to do a sport because all of my family did like a sport in middle school or high school or something just for like a season. Mm-hmm. And she signed me up for football and I walked out. They started like calling out names and I walked away from the field and then I went to auditions for the show. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was it was like a classic Troy Bolton moment. Oh it my was, goodness. Apparently they called my name many times on the field uh, because um, I would have kids at lunch or like at gym class or English be like, hey, are you on the football team? They keep calling your name. And I was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But in my head, I knew I was signed up and I did not go. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. It was like High School Musical, but much sadder. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I'm Anthony, the football player. Can you imagine if I was in football? I would have been a really good runner. Yeah. I don't know, whoever runs across the field with the ball. Why well, those runner backs? I don't know, Anthony. Every time I see you, you sure give me the run. <laughs> <laughs> sure give me the run around. Am I right? That's better than what I said. <laughs> What's that one thing you said in the podcast that cracked me up? I'm trying to think. This this episode? Yeah, this episode. You said something really funny. It was um, a stupid pun. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was probably some dumb. Thing that Daniel said. I don't know, probably. Um, but I do. I just remember you cracking up. Yeah, that, that was. I don't know. Whatever it was, it was good. It was good. Awesome. Thanks. When, when I listen back, to yeah, it, when, I'll text you and be like, "Oh man, it was that part." Yeah, it's like in the Austin episode when you guys kept making references to Arbor Day, and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking Arbor about?" Day. Yeah. Because <laughs> you make this. It's you don't bring it up again. You just say the one time you say Arbor Day is really hard for me. And then we were cracking up and about Arbor I, Day like a week later. Yeah. And you were just Michael was so confused. He's like, what are you guys talking about Arbor Day? <laughs> and then I finally re-listened or no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally re-listened to the podcast or to that or I finished that episode <laughs> and it got to that point and I I was driving and I was like crying <laughs> because I forgot entirely that that oh, was ever man. brought up. So whenever people, yeah, when you and Austin were talking about it, I was like, the hell are you guys talking That's about? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Arbor Day is really hard for me. I, it's a tough situation. I, huh? I probably was like laughing hysterically for like 10 minutes in my car after that. Like I, I got the giggles so bad I couldn't stop laughing Gosh. after you well, said good. that. That's good. Um, yeah. So I make, I make the content for us. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no one else. <sighs> oh, no. Any well, other things? Oh, I thought of a really funny joke that didn't land. And I wanted to say it for earlier, but I didn't want to derail the conversation and not get to the story. Oh. It was a story or, or a joke that was super fucking funny and nobody appreciated it. Okay. Uh... And everyone was like, it just didn't land. And I was like, what do you mean it didn't land? It was it was perfect. It was perfect. Uh, and then I had somebody explain why it didn't work. And I got really mad because it didn't make sense why it didn't work. So I was at a dinner party. It was a fundraising event. You have all these really rich people, right? Okay. Uh, when I went to North Dakota State. And yeah, we're supposed to like schmooze and get money out of people to donate to the music department. Okay. <laughs> On Yeah, like... Most of them have, like, at least a couple million dollars in assets and stuff. Like, they donate a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just schmoozing with, like, this one group of people. And we were just chatting. And um, there were two of my, my music buddies with me, you know, because we like to buffer each other. You know, give, a, give each other a break from talking. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I don't know. So the reason why they told me why the joke didn't work, because uh, somebody was explaining... To me, why the joke didn't work. Um, It's because, apparently, very rich people 
don't like what they call blue collar humor, which are like puns mm-hmm. and and slapstick jokes and stuff like that, which I could see. But also, if you're rich, are you boring? Like, 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 I can appreciate really funny, dry humor, yeah. but it doesn't mean you can't appreciate a very well thought out pun. Right. And I thought it was hilarious. Okay, so we were just jabbering, and this one guy who thought he was saying and, and preaching the most impressive statement ever, he was thought so highly of himself. He goes, oh, yes, yes, um, you know, music brings up so much opportunity. Uh, for society and humanity, and the more, you know, an artist studies their work, there's more opportunity. And so the more they master their music, the more opportunity they have for themselves and to benefit the community of artists. So, you know, you could say that uh, performing is the door to opportunity. Mastery of music is the key. Implying, you know, mm-hmm. mastery of music means, you know, whatever. So I, I look at him and I said, huh, mastery of music? Well, first, you have to get your bachelor's in music, huh? <laughs> and, and I just started going like, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was so funny. And Jackass really looked good. at me and then just goes, Wow, these mini quiches are very nice. What like, a like he dick. just flipped conversation okay. like that, like like a jackass. He didn't entertain it. He didn't go like <laughs> also or anything. That little whatever that he gave, like that's like a speech I'd pull out of my ass for our show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that no, was not insightful. I didn't, and that's verbatim what he said. That's I'm not. I'm not abbreviating what he said. That Nobody, is what he said. No, no, and, like struggling artist is going to hear that and go, "Oh, that's what I needed to hear to succeed." It's like yeah. every single person in like any sort of, I, 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 I honestly, I would assume like any profession would be like, "Yeah." The harder <laughs> you you study your thing, and the more knowledgeable you are, the more opportunities will come to you. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Why, do, why the fuck do you think I'm in secondary school? Yeah, it's like secondary school. Yeah, it's like oh, that yeah, that's kind of just how it works. Yeah. Like you're not being insightful. That's literally oh, like man. the he way such, that it works. I was so Jesus angry Christ. that not only did they not laugh, my colleagues with me didn't even smirk. They just <laughs> ignored me too. So like, because they didn't want to be like, oh, <laughs> that's funny, and make the other people feel awkward. Or maybe they just didn't think it was funny. I don't know. Did this but this actually happen to you? This happened uh, two summers ago. Golly. And it was that moment I went, I don't know if I can be a professional mu- uh, musician if these are the people I'm going to be surrounding myself with. Yeah, At least like funny. not a professional classical musician. Because they, I don't know. I met a lot of classical musicians who are so fun. I, I don't know. I guess these people weren't musicians. They were just rich alumni who were at this event. But... It just bothered me so much. It, I, I I took a couple extra mini quiches and I went to my car and I said, all right, see you guys later. And I just did not look back. So I was so not having it. So your your colleague or your classmate or whoever yeah. that was with you there gave you the explanation that that, you know, the the wealthy don't perf- no, don't, don't like. No, blue. they didn't know why they didn't like it either. No, it was a, a different coworker of mine. I told this exact story oh. and I was exasperated and someone explained. He goes, oh, yeah, my boyfriend, he has a ton of really rich friends, and they don't like blue-collar humor. And I said, what do you mean by blue-collar humor? He goes, you know, jokes that you'd hear on the job, like, you know, puns, like, lawyer jokes. A lot of stuff like a lot of blue humors also can be very, like, dirty. Blue humor is dirty. Yeah. And I can that not being appropriate. But that Uh, wasn't inappropriate. It's not an inappropriate joke. It was just clever, and it was funny, um, but it was too simplistic. For them, I think, is what he was trying to explain. He, he said that jokes that the average normal commoner, like almost like a commoner status, jokes that normal people like us would find funny, they don't enjoy because that reminds them of how poor people live, I, I guess. They think they're above it. I, I have two alternative theories okay. as to why the joke didn't land on the day. Okay. Um, one of them does kind of go hand in hand with what you were just saying there. Did they, do you think that they thought I was implying a bachelor? N- no. Well, so, okay. Okay. Theory number one. Okay. 
I don't think that he got it right away. And he and felt it, stupid. And he felt stupid and, and didn't want mad. to acknowledge it. So he <laughs> belittled you because you made him feel dumb. Perhaps that was it. Maybe I was too smart for the room. <laughs> but theory Three, number two. two that I think is far more likely, um, he takes himself so seriously and thought that his speech was so insightful <laughs> oh, that you I making a joke, a joke about it afterwards. was like would, would, would be like to him it was like you just like just like spit on the Mona Lisa good I hope he feels like an idiot I know still. I, hope I hope he feels like I an idiot too because he is a he wakes idiot. up in the middle of uh, the night from a dream of having that conversation with yeah. me and me making that joke yeah. and he gets angry 100% because it was so good, and if I if I hurt his little ego, then good. But if not, I, why didn't he laugh? It was funny, I and think, I hope you listeners at home thought it was funny too. I, I yeah, I think he either didn't get it, or I and I or you hurt his ego. Because if he didn't get it, you hurt his ego. I suppose that would be annoying you if you're trying to provide ego. like. I don't know. I was 19 at the time. Yeah, but I guess he was be being a dick about yeah, it. Yeah, he was being a dick about it, and he, <laughs> he was sniffing his own ass. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, um. I don't know. I guess I could see how it would be annoying if I was giving very insightful information that I thought was insightful, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't. Uh, and then someone goes, ha, yeah, but like, could I find a shrub over here? I gotta pee. <laughs> like, whatever the fuck Daniel said in that episode. I don't even fucking remember what Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. So That's fair. I guess that's fair, but also... Yeah, there's there's you, a difference, though. Like, you know, like... I was just trying to be engaging and show that I was listening and appreciated what he was saying. So if you're out there and listening and you want to donate a bunch of money to us, then cool. <laughs> but if not, go fuck yourself, dude. Whoever heard my joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 I, I get that. I totally do. Like, yeah, if I was saying something that I was really passionate about or something like that, but like, uh, uh, m- Maybe, I, I don't know, most of the time, at least I would think, people, when they are speaking about something they're really passionate about, it's not like, you know, fucking like copy pasta bullshit that doesn't, it's not, it's not, you know, the pebble, you know, religion is a pebble and it, that's a very inside oh thing. Nobody God. gets that. We're but not it's the same thing. And it's like, it, it, it's like this like fake deep thing. Fake like wokeness. I want, yeah, it's fake wokeness. It's like, you're not saying anything deep and woke you're you're just like saying it in an interesting sounding way but like yeah like by saying yeah you know mute performing is is the door to opportunity and and mastering music is the key it's like you're literally just saying like you know studying your craft <laughs> and doing it will provide you opportunities and that's <laughs> like, what- yeah <laughs> And that's a silly thing that I think a random theater director would say at some point in the future. Absolutely. So we came full circle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get you out of here, Anthony, so you can uh, move a piano. Oh, yeah. I'm moving a piano to my apartment. It's just a baby. It's not even a baby grand. It's it's uh, one of those ta- standing tape, standing pianos. He's know. being modest. It's an absolute, like, antique grand piano. Yeah, it's huge. It's enormous. It's massive. It takes up the size of my bedroom. Yep. I now sleep in the bathtub so I yep. can play this giant piano, even though I don't know. I know how to play piano, but I want to get good. So this standing piano is going to make me get good. I want to play like Billy Joel one day. Righteous. All right. Well, a um, couple plugs off the top there. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at M underscore A underscore excellent underscore adventures. Um Go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Facebook as, you know, the name, uh, M&A's Excellent Adventures. And, um, yeah, email us with any submissions or podcast inquiries, anything like that, at uh, michaelandanthonyadventures at gmail.com. And uh, go ahead and text Anthony at his personal cell number here at... Thank you very much for listening, everybody, (laughs) and bye-bye. Kisses.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.